Hey, it's Carrie and Ashley. We welcome you to the Self Care Cafe. We are both health professionals and moms and nature lovers and food lovers and love helping women get over dieting and just start living. We think that talking about bodies and perfect bodies and dieting is just oh, boring. Have <laughs> you put you to sleep there, Carrie? Yes. So if you are ready to ditch dieting and get to living and talk about more important things, then you are in the right place. We don't put shame and guilt on the menu here. You don't even have to tip us. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Come hang with us. The advice is free. We want to have a bunch of girlfriends to just hang out with and get real with. And it's time to start living, ladies. Hey, Carrie. <laughs> no, no, no. After you. <laughs> no, after you, I insist. No, no. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Hello, everyone. So, Carrie, what's on the menu this week? Well, we talked last time about um, meal plans versus meal planning. We were trying to come up with a different name for meal planning to differentiate it more. Yeah. Um, I came up with meal strategy or strategizing or, um, and um, we thought that maybe this week we should get a little bit more into the nuts and bolts of how to meal plan, uh, right? Meal, how <laughs> to. <laughs> Even how we get confused. To, meal planning 101. There. Right. <laughs> how to make a meal strategy, I guess. I don't yeah. know. But yeah, last time we talked about like the difference between what we consider a meal plan, which is like something you get from somebody else that's got everything for you, like every food at every meal and maybe even portion sizes um, versus meal planning, which is or strategizing or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to talk about today and how it's a little bit more flexible and you're the one that is um, in charge of it, basically. You're the one that's strategizing it or you're the one that's creating it. Yes, you're the captain. Yeah, exactly. And I think a big difference might be, like I sort of mentioned, if you're maybe purchasing or you're downloading or you're getting a meal plan from somewhere else. Oftentimes it has portion sizes on there because it's trying to keep you maybe within like um, a calorie range or macro range or something like that. But when you're doing your own meal strategy, hey, I got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't even have to include portion sizes, right? Like the whole purpose of making a meal strategy for a day or a few days or a week or two weeks or whatever you decide you want to do and it doesn't even have to be the same every time, um, is to make your life easier. Right. Yeah. Instead of um, making it rigid and where you, something that you feel like you have to follow. And if you don't follow it, you're failing. And then there, oh, here comes all the shame and the guilt and why bother and feeling crappy about yourself. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> um, and yeah. And like Ashley said, a lot of times it, it's, it's, it's rigid. It's, it's, um, keeps you within certain boundaries. And, and we understand that some of you are listening to this like, but I need that. <clears throat> right. Like I, I need, I need the accountability. That's, 
that's a big one that we hear. And that's why people tend to do these meal plans, which we feel are really just diets in disguise. Um, But you know what life happens. And that's, that's why planning your own meal strategy, you know, coming up with your own meal strategy, um, it allows for that flexibility. So, um, you know, maybe certain things are on sale at the store that you didn't plan on and you want to get those and you, you can switch it up. Um, maybe some days we just get really busy and I didn't get to eat lunch. Well, if you're going by a, a, a rigid meal plan, you might see what's for dinner and maybe that's not going to be enough food for you because you hadn't eaten, eaten enough earlier, but you feel like you have to follow the plan and it just, it's very rigid. So Meal planning, meal strategy, strategy, <laughs> see, see, I'm really confused. Actually, you take over. <laughs> Making a meal strategy is supposed to be what works for you, right? So like it can be really loose, like Carrie was just talking about and flexible and in and of itself, right? Like you can decide whether you want to make a meal strategy for every meal for the week or a couple days or every meal and every snack, or maybe you just want to make a strategy for just dinners. You know, I think if you have never done a meal strategy before, um, starting with dinners might be a great place to start because breakfast and lunch tend to, for most people, obviously everyone's different, but tend to be a little bit easier to manage. Um, But dinners tend to be the trickiest one. Um, and so that might be a good place to start. You don't have to do it all. You can, if you want to, but again, it's supposed to be working for you, right? It's supposed to take into account everything so that you can save some time. You can save some mental energy, maybe even physical energy from running to the store back and forth or getting takeout or whatever, and also money too, right? So if you have a meal strategy, you're not spending ton of money at the store just buying whatever like you have a strategy for what you're doing um so that strategy can take into account like your schedule what times do you like to eat um how many meals a day do you need um your budget again if you only have a certain amount of money um allotted towards food for the week you can use a meal strategy to help you figure that out um, you can use a meal strategy to help manage any health conditions or um, any like health and nutrition improvements. So um, I think we mentioned it last time, but a great one would be like if you want to have more energy, trying to find out what foods give you that energy and trying to include those in your meal strategy more often. And if you have the strategy, not saying you'll stick to it 100% of the time because that's the whole point. You can be flexible, but it will allow you to stick to the choices that you make when you're making your strategy more of the time. Good way of putting it. Yeah. So, you know, for example, if you have really great intentions of making, I don't know, a salad when you get home for dinner, um, I've been on a like buffalo chicken Caesar salad kick. <laughs> so we've been having that a little bit more often than normal. I don't even remember the last time I had one was before like the past two weeks. But anyways. Um, sometimes like Carrie mentioned, skipping lunch earlier or not having time for it or something, a salad's probably not going to cut it. And I'm probably going to be super duper hungry. And I get really hangry when I'm hungry. Um, 
So maybe even on the way home, I'm not going to even make it home <laughs> without like being super grumpy. So maybe I'll even stop for takeout or fast food or something on the way home. And that's another part of that flexibility piece. Like I can have the meal I was planning on tonight, a different night, um, and move some stuff around. Um, like how I sometimes do it when I'm meal strategizing is just writing down like five to seven dinner ideas for the week, but not assigning them days. And you can do whatever works for you, whether you want to assign it or not. Um, but sort of just going with the flow and, you know, thinking about if we have late nights, maybe we'll do an easy one. Maybe we'll do a crock pot meal that night. So it's like ready for us. Um, or if you are going to get home a little earlier, maybe it's a new recipe night, or maybe it's um, a meal that takes a little bit more labor or prep or whatever. Yeah. And that's a great thing too. Like if you enjoyed the crock pot uh, meals, you kind of have to plan ahead for those. Um, although I will say since the invention of the instant pot, <laughs> it has saved me some nights um, where I'm like, Oh, I forgot to start the crock or, you know, I forgot to put load the, the slow cooker. Um, I'm like, Oh, we have the instant pots. And um, so that, that has come in handy sometimes too. For sure. Um, but also with, when you're doing meal strategies, you get to put your own preferences in. So it's not like someone is handing you, here's what you have to eat. And you're looking to the list like, if I don't really, or I know that food does not agree with me. Um, and, and it's, it is so strict. And like Ashley had mentioned, you know, if the meal plan that you're handed has a salad for dinner and well, you didn't have time to eat your snack, you know, afternoon snack or whatever it is, and you're really hungry at dinner and you eat the salad, but an hour or two later, you know, now it's eight or nine o'clock and your tummy is rumbling and you're not going to be able to go to sleep with it like that, but your meal plan doesn't have, <laughs> you know, a bedtime snack on it or anything like that. And then what do you do? Right. So it, it kind of takes, so a, a meal plan that is created by someone else, just a general one that is not specific to you. It kind of takes away your, your responsibility, like we talked about before, but also your control yeah uh, right like um you're handing your control and your power over to someone else to tell you what to eat um that's just kind of how I see it anyway yeah uh, and another piece too is like it takes away your um like your self trust or your body yeah trust. yes thank you for bringing that up yeah yes it's a huge one because that is a huge part of getting to know your body and um, treating it with respect is trusting it. And it can be hard because if you've kind of shoved that trust, we're kind of getting going on in one of those tangents again. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, you know, following like that rigid meal plan is kind of, you're telling your body, ah, sorry, I don't trust you to, you know. And, and it can, I mean, that's a whole other topic and there's a lot you can get into. Like when you've been shoving that, trust away for so long and ignoring your signals it can take a while to for them to sort of come back and for you to recognize them and things like that that's a whole other topic but um 
just trust us when we say (laughs) (laughs) following a rigid meal plan, um, you know, kind of it ignores those things in yourself. Um, Also, uh, uh, when you're meal strategizing, you can take take into account your food allergies or your food sensitivities. Um, And then you get to decide when you're hungry and when you're full also. Yeah. And also you can plan for that. So if your meal plan is like breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack or two, but that's not normally how your body feels, like maybe you need more snacks or maybe you need less snacks, or maybe you do a bunch of snacks instead of meals. Like you get to decide what the schedule kind of looks like or how big the meals are, or are they even necessarily like I feel like when we say snack versus meal, people have these notions about like what it might look like. And a large snack could totally be a meal, like depending on how you look at it. Like, is it just a meal of snack foods? Is that kind of like how you're thinking of it? Because that is a reasonable meal. If you get a bunch of the food groups and it keeps you satisfied and it keeps you full, um, there's no real rules except what works for you. Right. And I, it's interesting, the snack thing, because, um, you know, so many people, oh, I shouldn't eat between meals. Um, they picture snack foods as just being, quote unquote, junk food. Right. So I guess it depends on what meaning you put to that word snack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not doesn't have to be just potato chips. And we're not just saying that, type, you know, a snack. A lot of times for me and like, is um you know some cheese and fruit um or some nuts and fruit or carrots a dip it in peanut butter or you know so it's it's when we say snack um we're it can be any or it could be any of them you know like right. it might be a handful of chips or pretzels or but it's not just those snacky foods that we think of sometimes Um, yeah I think of snacking as like being proactive to not get so hungry before your next meal right so it's kind of like tying you over a little bit not to mention that snacks can be really fun that's a whole nother thing too but um I think of it like snacking proactively to be able to make it to your next meal without feeling like you're going to pass out or feeling like you have to eat a horse at your meal. Because if you go into a meal at super high hunger level, you'll probably end up eating till you're uncomfortably full. Right. So it kind of levels things out a little bit. Yeah. Or like I, I've always said my natural eating pattern is more grazing. Mm-hmm. Like I could just kind of <laughs> graze. And some people feel like they can't do that. And, and that's okay. Um, but I, cause I don't like getting that uncomfortable feeling. Um, and I'm, so I just like more, it's not constant, but (laughs) you know, um, anyway, we're getting off topic again. Well, not Uh, really though, because like your meal strategy might look different than somebody else's meal strategy. So if you were to plan out all the times that you're going to eat, You probably wouldn't if you're grazing a lot, but you could, and you would just stick in your sections might just have, you might just have more sections of eating time than somebody else. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And it can look that way for anybody that needs that. 
it, there's no rules about you have to eat breakfast, lunch, dinner um, without snacks, or you have to eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. It all depends on what works for you. And I think right. that it depends too, because when I was working in a hospital full time, I would eat breakfast. I would eat lunch from the cafeteria. I would definitely have some snacks in between. And the lunches were usually like a, they always had different options, but I always sort of did a bigger meal, I guess, at lunch, um, mm -hmm. just because it was available to me. And now that I'm working mostly from home, I definitely don't make a big, huge lunch um, if I have leftovers, maybe. But my day looks a little bit more like Carrie was talking about, like grazing a little bit more. So depending on your schedule and all of that stuff, it totally changes how you might do meals or snacks too. Right, right. So I, I just want to pause for a minute um, because I have a feeling that some of our listeners, if they listen to our previous ones, like, well, these girls are intuitive eating. Wasn't well, intuitive eating like you don't meal plan. You just eat what you feel like eating at the time. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty big misconception about intuitive eating is that you just eat whatever you want anytime because intuitive eating is about listening to your body and nourishing your body in a way that helps you meet your health and nutrition, you know, wants, needs, goals, however you like to think about it. And making a meal strategy is a great way to help you with that because every night, if you don't have a plan for dinner, my least favorite question in the world, what's for dinner? I don't want to think about that every day. I want it to be figured out for the most part. I want to have an idea of what I could make for dinner and I just decide what it's going to be based on how I feel like what, what sounds good. And I want to know that everything is in my house that I need to make that meal. And then I do it. Right. And if I can help myself with some shortcuts and we'll talk about that in a minute, probably um, I'm totally going to do that. Yeah. Because then you add in, if you have kids at home and they're in activities, sports, um, for instance, and by the time everyone's done with this, with their practice or game, and now it's seven, eight o'clock at night, what's for dinner is being asked. Heck and if no. you haven't thought of that, I'm it's stopping like for pizza. <laughs> I was going to say it's either takeout or here's a bowl of cereal, right? right? Like it's, so it helps it. I think that meal strategizing is part of, it could be part of your stress management too. Um, I haven't thought about that before, but yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah it, it, all, it all works together. And yeah. like I mentioned earlier, it helps you make the choices that you want to make most of the time, right? Because if you have games, practices, whatever, for multiple kids, multiple nights in a week, I don't know, can, can your budget allow for takeout three nights a week or um, if you have maybe high blood pressure, takeout foods pretty high in sodium, and that can, you know, cause problems with that. Like, can your lifestyle or your budget or your whatever can it allow for for that kind of thing? And I think that intuitive eating allows room for structure. Yes. Yeah, which I think is a huge. Um, like you said, it's a misconception that everyone people tend to think, oh, it's just a free-for-all, right. basically. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that's really not what it is. We're, we're here to put the real and intuitive. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
Exactly. Oh. Yeah. And, and the meal strategies can also take into account, like, what does your food access situation look like? Um, you know, if you're using food pantries a lot, you know, the meal strategy might look a little different. You can still do it. Um, you know, if you go to the meal pantry or the food pantry and, you know, get a week or two worth of food, that might be a great time to use a meal strategy so you can make things last a little bit longer um, if you don't have great food access. Or if you live somewhere where there's not a lot of grocery stores, so you have to travel to get there, um, using a meal strategy can help, again, stretch things out so you don't have to go to the grocery store and, you know, pay for gas and the time to get there. Those can all be great um, uses for it also. If you don't don't have a vehicle to get there. Yeah, exactly. Good rely on transportation. Oh, yeah. So all of these things come into play when you are making your uh, meal strategy. For sure. Um, so what are some meal, like meal prepping? Yep. Okay. Um what is, what is the point? First of all, what is it? Okay. So meal prepping is like, or preparing, right? So prepping is short for preparing. Um, so meal preparing or item preparing or prepping or however you want to say it. Is, <laughs> oh, here we go again with the words. It's <laughs> basically what you have to do in order to make the meal, I guess, to put it in really like simple, like basic terms. And so like, if you're making, I don't know, I mentioned stir fry. I had it the other night and it was so good. I can't even get it off my mind. But um, if you're <laughs> making tonight for dinner, <laughs> right? If you're making stir fry and you like using fresh vegetables or they were on sale or they looked good or whatever, mm -hmm. that might take a lot of meal prep. So like the stuff that has to happen beforehand, like cutting vegetables, washing things, um, stuff like that, right? That answer your question <laughs> yeah so so basically like um we had mentioned before in the last episode that i mean some people take a whole day right and it, there's different levels of meal prepping that is definitely true <laughs> yeah so like if you want to eat the same thing all week and that's your thing to make it you know take that decision making away or off the table um you know some people do that um what i think both of us probably tend to do more is if we have to for instance cut up vegetables for one meal we'll cut up extra exactly. for another meal um yeah. during the week something like that yeah or um, um, other ideas that i've heard or some people that i've worked with use are like to save yourself time from chopping vegetables on a night where you do have practice or games until seven or eight, or you're working late or you have appointments or whatever, cut the vegetables up as soon as you get home from the grocery store. Like that's one idea. Or, um, you know, if you have grapes and you want to like portion them out for kids to grab for their lunch boxes for the week or something like that's an example of meal prep too. Yeah. that And that's a great one. Cause I mean, kids lunches i know we tend to do a lot of the same stuff for lunches um so that would make it really convenient instead of doing it in the morning which is what i tend to do <laughs> i could use some more meal planning <laughs> yeah, and, and you can do the meal prep whenever it's convenient for you 
like you said, sometimes maybe it's happening in the morning. Sometimes it's happening while you're making another meal. Um, I just thought of an idea that I do sometimes. Um, I haven't used my crock pot in a long time, but that's okay. And um, sometimes what I do is I figure out what crock pot meal I want to make. Mm-hmm. And I put everything in it the night before and I put it in the fridge. Yeah. So in the morning, because I'm not a morning person and our mornings are very rushed. Um, as many of us, <laughs> I'm sure experience, but <laughs> other people tend to have the opposite, right? They're like, I don't want to do anything after work. I'm too tired. All of that. Um, for me, yep. it's the opposite, but I do everything the night before in the crock pot. And then I just stick it in the crock pot before I leave the house in the morning or whatever, and turn it on to whatever it needs to be turned on to. And that's it. That's a great idea. I love that. Yeah. I don't have to use that except our fridge doesn't have any room. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and one tip you can, so most of the crock pot covers, right. They have that, like, they're not flat. They have that. um, Yeah. Like a dome. Yes. Thank you. I'm like, what's that word? And the handle on top. You can flip that over to save yourself some room. Ah, yes. Yes. yes, As long as it's not, and it shouldn't really be that full where it's going to touch it, but. And here's the other kicker too, that, um, not all the food has to be fresh and you don't have to cut it all yourself, right? Exactly. So yeah. Most grocery stores now have produce that's already pre-cut and ready to go. Um, whether you want to do your zoodles or, <laughs> you know, uh, microwave. I One of the biggest ones for me is I love the, um, like the string, the French cut green beans, the fresh ones. And I just buy the package and poke it and stick it in the microwave. Um, I don't have to snap the ends or, yeah. or anything like that. It's such a convenience. Um, or squash. I hate trying to peel and cut squash. It's so hard. And it takes forever because it's so tricky. Yes. Yeah. So I had already cut up and peeled and everything. Exactly. So use some of those convenience type foods. Like I feel like convenience foods are sometimes you might even think of them as like processed foods. but it's saving you time, energy, etc., but it's going to help you in the long run. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Yes. Right. The, like, the packets of the pre-cooked rice that we just tear it open to let it steam, stick it in the microwave for 90 seconds and it's good to go. Like, yeah, shortcuts like that have been lifesavers. Quinoa like that. Um, yeah. yeah I, it, it all makes it life easier. I've been on a rotisserie chicken kick. Yes, those. Well, think about the time. First, you have to buy the chicken. Yep. And you take it home, prepare it. You're using whatever, you know, electric or propane or whatever right. to cook it. Why? <laughs> I mean, it smells good and everything, but. And it's not even that much more expensive than buying a whole chicken no. frozen or whatever. Um, right. Plus, you can get so many meals out of. A whole chicken, right? Like the last time I bought one, we had the meat with like sides one night. I can't remember what we had with it. And then the next couple days, we used it for like chicken salad sandwiches. And then once it was pretty picked over, I made my own stock. Yeah. And then I used that for chicken and biscuits. Mm-hmm. And um, my daughter really likes just like stock or broth or whatever with noodles, like soup. Yep. So she had that instead, but that was so many meals. Mm. Yeah. We wouldn't get 
those many meals out of <laughs> one right. or depends on your household size but, for sure. Yes, <laughs> but yes, no, those are like a weekly thing here too. Um, yeah, so de- try not to think of convenience foods as unhealthy because there are plenty of of you know nutritious um convenience foods that save a lot of time and hassle and for sure uh, and like frozen vegetables like the stir fry thing I mentioned earlier you can buy a bag of stir fry vegetables that are frozen and just steam them or however you want to do it and that's going to save you so much and in reality frozen vegetables are not that much less nutritious you know honestly I'd rather have you eat canned frozen, dried, whatever produce instead of not eating it at all. Right. Right. Well, and then sometimes depending on how how long the fresh produce has sat there and what time of year it is. Yeah. Yeah. It all. Yeah. So it's all, it's all good. Exactly. Um, I think, so do you, in your household, do you guys do theme nights? I go back and forth with it (laughs) because I find that it's really helpful to do that, but I tend to um think about what sounds good that week instead of necessarily sticking to it but I really like the idea of theme nights and it might be helpful for people just starting out with um doing meal strategies so what we mean by theme nights is like assigning a theme of a type of meal for each day of the week so like um meatless Monday or taco Taco Tuesday. Tuesday um or like pasta Wednesday salad Thursday pizza Friday or whatever and I like the idea of a theme night because it's also not like boxing you in. So you could say pasta Wednesday instead of saying lasagna Wednesday. And it leaves you with not quite so many options, right? You don't have all of the options, but you have pasta options and there's still enough choice to be able to switch it up. Because if I don't know what's for dinner and I think about what there's all of the options, mm-hmm. I can't even think about what I want because it's so open but if you narrow it down it tends to help you decide a little bit easier yeah like if you want a marinara sauce or a white sauce or whatever when I was growing up the commercials like it's it's interesting so prince the prince spaghetti yep (laughs) Wednesdays were prince spaghetti day um so it was almost like they were helping you uh meal plan exactly (laughs) Yeah. And, and there's different types of pasta and that might be fun too. Like, um, for yourself and or families, um, there's so many different types of pasta shapes and things like that. It might be fun to experiment with, um, those different shapes and look at the different ones and talk about it and think about like, or research even, um, are there different shapes of pasta that go better with different types of sauces or things like that? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Make it can be fun. A fun thing too. Exactly. Yay. Yeah. Well, this was good. I, yeah. I anything else that you thought of while we were chatting? One thing I wanted to quickly mention about the convenience food thing, like we mentioned, if you're buying stuff at the store, that's convenience food. Um, for example, sometimes I buy guacamole on taco night because I don't feel like making guacamole. I really like my homemade guacamole. It's not really a recipe, but whatever. <laughs> um, I just throw stuff together and taste it and change it. But anyways, um, I like having the shortcut 
of buying store guacamole, but I don't always love the flavor of it. So ten, I tend to like jazz it up a little bit. Um, yep. So for myself, I'd probably add like more lime juice and whatever. But I think the convenience food aspect is such a big help because if you really like having tacos on Tuesday, but this Tuesday you're really busy. Um, so you don't have the time to make guacamole, but everybody really likes it. Um, that's just an easy way to, to keep, keep it in the meal strategy, <laughs> keep it yeah. in the menu rotation or however you want to think about it. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll sometimes buy a certain kind of salad, or even if it's just coleslaw at the deli, but I'll bring it home and I'll doctor it up with, you know, put some apple chunks in it and, you know, diced apple and some yep. raisins and, um, cause I like it a little bit more on that side of yep. it. Um, but yeah, and, and one thing to note too, if you are using convenience foods, if you do have to watch, for instance, sodium, you know, just kind of take a peek at the label, right? Well, another thing I was just thinking of, and it works for both of those things, like adding apples and other things to your coleslaw, while also watching out for your sodium is you can buy convenience foods like um, frozen meals, for example, like frozen entrees or canned soups. And you can add stuff from home to like stretch those out. So like if you take a canned soup and normally I, most people are going to eat that whole can in one, maybe two meals, but instead you could add some water or some low sodium chicken broth or beef broth or whatever. You could add some extra frozen vegetables. You could add some more pasta. So you could take that one can of soup and make it instead of one meal, at least a couple meals, um, or like your coleslaw, like you mentioned, you're stretching that volume and that portion um, size. So you can get a couple different servings out of it. That's a great idea. Yeah. Or like if you're buying frozen entrees, add some extra vegetables to it, add a salad to it, um, whatever you like. Right. Right. Yeah. No, great. Those are great tips. Awesome. Well, Miss Ashley, where can our listeners find us? Well, we're in a lot of places, <laughs> but I think the biggest we're here, here. Whatever you're listening right now, we're right here. That's right. <laughs> On your podcast, uh, listening platform. Um, we're also on Instagram and that's in our show notes, but it's self care cafe, all one word underscore official. We're also on Patreon, um, self care cafe on there. And yeah, I think that's Facebook. Oh yes. Facebook, Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to, to, uh, have you join us on any of those. Yeah. So I see Ashley's computer is going to die soon. Yeah, so, so we, we better jump off. <laughs> Lock off. We love you, Latte. Love you, Latte. See you next time. <laughs>